are we? This is Little Havana. Like in Grand Theft Auto. Hello and welcome to this episode of Game On Girl, where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. This is episode 138, recorded on November 12th, 2014. Our fearless intern Isabella joins us for an annual tradition, our holiday playlist episode. So stay tuned and thanks for listening to Game On Girl. This is perhaps the busiest travel time of the year, and our favorite electronic devices will be burning their batteries in record numbers to occupy the wait times at airports, train stations, or the backseat of the car. So this week, we're talking about what we're going to be watching and listening to and playing on some of our mobile devices and other places. Um, as some of our recommendations for you guys to, to burn away some of those those traveling hours. So where do we want to start with this? We've got, you know, pretty extensive lists of recommendations here. What, what do you guys think? Um, well, for me, music is the weakest, so uh, we okay. can start there. Okay. <laughs> I'm right with you, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be universal of all of us. So. <laughs> yeah, I, if I tell people if I have any musical taste, it's because my husband taught me. Oh. And uh, that definitely goes for my recommendation this week. Um, a couple of weekends ago, I treated him to a concert of one of his favorite artists, Joe Ely. And I have to say that is um, one of the best concerts I have ever been to. Nice. So I've seen great concerts like Donny Osmond, Rick Springfield, and Lionel Richie. So uh, this may not be saying much, but Joe <laughs> Ely was a performer. He's an artist. Um He's been performing for years and years and years, and um, I highly recommend his album, uh, Letter to Laredo. Cool. It's very much a Tex-Mex uh, form of uh, sort of honky-tonk music. Um, don't let that scare you off. He is a storyteller. Oh, nice. And that's what all of these are, and they, they just they will bring down the house. There was there was one in particular, uh, Gallo de Sierra, which of course is Spanish, and I can't pronounce very well, but uh, <laughs> it is an incredibly sad song. And the, it, hearing it live, I mean, it just pulled at my heart, and I, I, I tears came into my eyes and that's oh, nice. that's because of the story right and he performs it with with gusto so right. yeah. if you never heard him go out and check him out nice very nice i don't i don't know him so i'll have to i'll have to make sure to to check that out beautiful but again as we all said we're kind of weak on on music recommendations it's my friend julie actually who's who's the one that keeps me in in music thankfully <laughs> Um, but I came up with a recommendation. Um, I always kind of think of, of holiday recommendations for this show. I did the same thing last year. So I picked out some holiday music that's pretty great. Um, I recently was introduced to an acapella group called Pentatonics. Oh, cool. Yeah, and they are fantastic. I actually caught them on a, a clip on the Sesame Street YouTube channel. 
when oh, they were nice. they were singing the numbers. Um, and they're just they're fantastic. I and I love acapella singing just in general. I was you know in choir in uh, a small group called Madrigals when I was in high school, and we didn't do acapella straight acapella, but we did a lot of you know sort of small group songs and singing, and that's always been something I've really enjoyed. So pentatonics is. Uh, uh, they're just great and they're nice. they're very lively and they have great rhythms and great sound and so they have a Christmas album out that just came out um, I think about a week ago um, and it's called That's Christmas to Me so that's my recommendation is some some little uh, Christmas music for your listening pleasure. Yeah. Isabella do you have a music recommendation? Um, okay, I've got to admit, I'm really not a holiday music person. <laughs> it didn't I have to be holiday. <laughs> I can't do it. So I'm just going to recommend my favorite band, um, which is, is the Black Keys. Mm-hmm. They're kind of cool. rock and roll. We listened, well, <laughs> we listened to them on our way to Geek Girl Con. So yeah. I know it makes good road trip music. Yes, it so does make good So if you need something music. like that. Yeah. That's cool. what I recommend. Nice, very yeah. nice. That was fun, yeah. That that was another education and 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 expanding my musical. <laughs> I was having Isabella play some music. I'm like, I don't know any of this. It's not from the 80s or 90s at all. <laughs> well, Regina, uh, what book would you recommend that people take on their travels this year? Well, I got really excited when I was I was looking for something else, which I'll talk about later. But um, I was on Amazon and I found out that there is a free digital enhanced version of A Christmas Carol available. Oh my goodness! You can download for free on Amazon, um, and it's an enriched classics ebook, um, which I guess is like a series of ebooks and. Um, that's one of my favorite sort of holiday stories. You know, of course, it's the story of um, Scrooge, um, and I, when I saw that it was free, I've already downloaded it. I haven't had a chance to look at it because I was just putting my notes together a few hours ago. <laughs> Nothing like the last minute. <laughs> and so I haven't actually had a chance to look at it. But a free version of an ebook, especially a classic like A Christmas Carol, I thought was definitely worthy of going on our, our playlist because, you know, ebooks can get expensive. Oh, gosh. Add yes. up. Like, I, I'll so easily, like, I should really should have like the one click option turned off. Yeah. Of my Kindle. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, sure. Bye. 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 <laughs> so what did you have for books, Rhonda? Um, actually, I put a couple on the list that um, I haven't read yet. <clears throat> um, one is has just been released by, by Jill Lepore called The Secret History of Wonder Woman. Oh, nice. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I thought that would be a, a nice fun one. It's one you could pick up maybe and read a little bit, put down and come back to without losing your place. Right. Um, hand in hand with that. Um, any of the Mike Madrid books on uh, the history of comics, uh, the one I have right now is Vixens, Vamps, and Vipers. Right. He's a guy you guys saw at uh, Geek Girl Con, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's also got one called Supergirls and then uh, another one called Dames and Damsels, I believe. Nice. But that one of those, you know, that you could have fun with. It's mm-hmm. got some pictures in it and <laughs> some words and right. you could, you know, pick up and put down. Yeah, exactly. Reading little spurts. Yeah. yeah. Isabella, what about you? Okay, I'm going to recommend one of my favorites. Uh, you, you guys remember when I was on the show way back when, and we were trying to think of a series of fantasy books that had 
good female friendships. Yes. Yeah. And we couldn't think of any, (laughs) sadly. Yes. I remembered one, and it's the Princess series by Jim C. Hines. It's a YA series, um, and it's kind of loosely based on fairy tales, kind of Once Upon a Time-ish, but not modern day. Nice. and it's it's YA, but you know there's like assassins and you know <laughs> and evil cool queen stuff. and cool stuff and killer mermaids and all that stuff. So they they're a fun series of books, um, especially if you got a long road trip. Just get all the ebooks and yeah. you can probably make your way through them pretty fast. I had to actually stop myself from like reaching over and picking up my Kindle and looking <laughs> for it right now. Oh, I love them. <laughs> I I read them one after another after another. <laughs> I love being able to do that, too, especially on a holiday, like having a series of books to read over holiday. That's like bliss. Yeah. Yeah, If if you get a long holiday. (laughs) Well, yeah, as a well, I don't generally, but I am a teacher, so I do have a little bit of time off. (laughs) Oh, that's true. That's true. (laughs) I don't get summers off entirely, but (laughs) I do get a couple weeks every every few months. So well, what about tabletop games, Regina? I picked out a game um, that I've recommended before. I think I've talked about it in um, our rap sessions. Um, And actually, Isabella and I played it together for the first time at International Tabletop Day. Um, Anomia. Oh, I haven't even heard of that. It's fantastic. It's a great party game. And and I'm putting specifically the party edition because, okay, so Anomia is a deck of cards and each on each card is a word and a symbol and you turn over a card in front of you every time you take a turn and anytime your symbol matches someone else's you have to say whatever's on their card so say my card says um, book or novel and their book their <laughs> see I'm already messing it up I'm not even playing the game and I'm already messing it up and their card says TV show you have to say a TV show before they say a book Okay. And it's, yeah, I know. You said okay. So <laughs> quick there. Because it sounds so easy, right? No. No? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Because it's not. It like fries your brain because no. you want to say what's on your card instead of what's on their card. And you have to keep track of the symbols. And then there's wild cards that change the symbols up. Anyway, in terms of like party games that are easy to learn, which is always a qualification mm-hmm. for me for party games, and and fun and have a lot of replayability, um, it falls into all of those categories. Uh, my only complaint is that I got the small box. Actually, both of us did at, mm-hmm. at International Tabletop Day. It has two decks in it, and the problem is that you start remembering words for certain cards like uh, palindrome like I always say boob for palindrome because (laughs) why not right so you have to so the party pack has six decks in it with cards so definitely do the party pack oh okay I see what you're saying now yeah okay yeah, because yeah, see the whole th- the whole thing would be that my my visual learning versus my auditory, which oh. is so insanely weak, oh. that I would be doing whatever it was I saw. Oh, the, I see. Yeah, what I was looking at the time, so that would just kill me. Well, it's helpful, and I, the people who are who are more successful at it are ones who will who can just look at the symbol on their card and not the word and not pay attention to it, because then you're just looking for the symbol and you're looking at the words for everybody else, and then there's a strategy of like having something in your brain for each of the cards that's showing which I can sometimes do but also confuses me I'm terrible <laughs> like I'm terrible at anomia like I'm terrible at it I love it I think it's so much fun but I'm really bad at it 
That's a good. That's good commentary. It is good commentary because I because I I I'm just I've lost every game I played. Like when we were playing it at at International Tabletop Day, and I hadn't had my coffee yet. I was drinking my coffee <laughs> as we were playing it. You could see me get better. Yeah. Like <laughs> oh, with funny. each sip of coffee I had, like by the end of the game, I was getting it, and Isabella's like laughing at me because I'm like, yes, I've now, I've now had my caffeine, and you can see it. <laughs> well, I didn't do that much better. I think in one of the games we played, I got like one card during the whole thing. <laughs> Because I, <laughs> because there were categories that you don't know, like jazz singers. I'm like, right. I don't know. Yeah, any jazz. jazz singers. You know, um, what's one of some of the other crazy ones? Um, I think there was one was like an opera or something. Well, like there's and opera like, and there was rock know. opera. Oh yeah, which I can only ever think of Tommy because that's the only rock opera. I, I think know. that's the one you whispered to me and be like, Tommy. I did. Tommy. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm like, Well, what about you, Isabella? What about a tabletop game? Um, I think a Cards Against Humanity is always yeah. a good one. Yes. You can't go wrong with that you one. Really well, can't. unless you're in well. a room full of parents, <laughs> maybe. Don't don't play with this with like your your <laughs> parents or your grandparents or yeah. anything. Yeah, that might be. Um, bad. unless you have kid. that kind of family. Unless you have that kind of yes. family, I could probably get away with that, but <laughs> yeah, not everyone can. I would not be playing Cards Against Humanity with my mom. No, <laughs> no, couldn't do it. No, no, but. Yeah, but there are some family members that would probably really enjoy it. It might be one of those games that, like, after some people have gone to bed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're having a... The late night crowd. The late night crowd, having a nightcap, Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, Cool. What about you, Rhonda? What do you have for board games? Um, Well, I kind of thought, too, also about um, games for large groups of people that might not be too difficult to explain. Um, Although The Resistance by Indie Boards and Cards... Oh, yeah can be a little difficult to explain, especially if everybody at the table has been drinking, but (laughs) (laughs) it's a pretty basic game. You hand out um, one card to every person, and it determines whether or not that you're a spy or whether or not you're with the Alliance. And then through a series of questions and guessing and different things, you try to figure out who the spies are. And um, each round the spies win or the alliance wins and you're trying to uh win three rounds i think so yeah Yeah. um, it's a it's a pretty fun game especially when people get confused as to what how they're supposed to act as a spy yeah it's pretty funny it can be it can be pretty funny chris is always accused of being a spy (laughs) because he just starts smiling yes so and he can't help it and it regardless of what he is he's he starts smiling and everybody thinks he's a spy so it's kind of funny that's why i can't play bluffing games because everyone thinks i'm bluffing i'm like i'm not bluffing but you can't trust my face because i'm just smiling the whole time (laughs) and everybody thinks i'm being sneaky but i'm not that's why you did so well at at love letter and at geek girl con (laughs) wait why you had had no idea how to play but the whole time you've got this smile on your face and everybody's Everybody thinks you've got the princess. <laughs> so I guess it can work to my advantage. You did pretty good. You played um Yeah. You played the coup. Oh yeah. In international and you were one of the last two mm-hmm. people left in there. So and then she got assassinated and last time, So <laughs> oh, that didn't work out. I always so well. get assassinated. Yeah. Darn. Yeah, it didn't work so well. <laughs> well, Regina, what about uh, mobile games? Mobile devices will be really active. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to go back to, uh, oh man, I forgot the name of it now. Uh, one of the games that I play on my iPad that I really like, it's another uh, jewel collecting game, Seven Elements. 
And I don't remember if you remember me talking about it, Rhonda, before, but Seven Elements is a jewel-matching game that allows you to match up to five jewels at a time. Yes, I and think you I can did. you can use multiple fingers on the screen as you're matching. That's what I remember. Yes. 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 That's it, what's kind of different. Yes, and that's what makes it different, and it makes it a real like brain melter. I'll say. <laughs> Um, because it gets really confusing really quickly. And, and you can just play it, you know, like a, a traditional like three matching or whatever, but where's the fun in that? Um, and it's, it's really, it has a pretty steep learning curve because, you know, everybody's so used to doing Candy Crush or whatever where you have three match or Bejeweled where you match three or, you know, more, but you're only moving one gem at a time. So to move three, it really does change everything. So that's the one I'm going to spend some time with this this Christmas, this holiday break. Cool. Yeah. What about you, Isabella? Um, there's a game for mobile is called Puzzix. And that's Ooh, Puzzix. Puzzix. Mm. Yeah. It's P-U-Z-Z-I-X. And I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Cause that's how I heard other people say it. <laughs> nice. Um, so it's kind of like a match three mixed with Tetris. Oh, a little bit. So you have like rows of falling pieces, columns I guess of falling pieces Mm -hmm. and they're different shapes so you have to get them to interlock and make little towers of three and then they disappear and there's also you can't hit the top of the screen either Mm. or else your game is over and it it, when you first see it you're like I can't do this (laughs) there's too much going on (laughs) but it starts out pretty easy, and it gets way, way, way harder. Hard enough that I've had to restart my game because it got so stressful. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> um, because you have, also have a time limit, so it, it went down to, like, a minute to complete the level because you have to reach a certain... I think it, you have to reach a certain... Oh, you just have to clear all the the mm-hmm. little blocks right. off the screen. Right. So the time gets shorter and shorter as you go up in levels. And right. <laughs> yeah, it can get pretty stressful. And they add more columns as you go to. Right, yeah. So, so you're wow. trying to keep track of... Not a relaxing game. Several. Well, it can be when you get <laughs> in the zone. But yeah. if someone sees you playing it, I've been called a crazy person before. I've been like, what are you doing? What is that? What is that? <laughs> what That's is not... going on with that? I don't understand. Yeah. That's funny. But it's fun. Cool. What about you, Rhonda, for mobile? What are you going to be playing on your on your fire? Well, I don't. Um, I didn't have any new mobile games. Whenever I sat down to make this list, I was like, you know what? It's, it's that time of year where I need to go out and download a bunch of stuff and give some things a try. And um, two of the games I downloaded were actually farming games. I wanted uh, since we recently talked to Allison. Yes. Um, yeah. I wanted to go out there and and see if I could download some of the uh, EA mobile games and I downloaded the Simpsons tapped out and also a, another farming game called uh, dungeon keeper. Um, and that, that exactly stereotypical farming games, um, in the Simpsons, you just, you tap the screen constantly. You just tap, 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 collect, 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 make them do. So if you're into that, that's, um, and the Simpsons is pretty is pretty hysterical. I, the Dungeon Keeper was very interesting because it just took a different little twist on the farming game because mm-hmm. you actually go do battles. Oh, nice. Um, and you try to conquer other dungeons and people try to attack you and I conquer your I think Ryan dungeon. told me about that game. Yeah, and the graphics are really nice. And, um, At least something similar. Yeah, but I'm just kind of I'm burned off of the, the farming games. Yeah. So, 
I haven't gone back to a farming game since I played Farmville. Like, I look at them and I'm yeah. like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're caught up in it, it's, yeah. it is um, a, a, a cycle. And when you get out, it, it's it's like coming off a really bad high. And yeah. Like, I'm yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's pretty poisonous. So if you're trying to avoid farming games, <clears throat> I found something very interesting called Daddy Long Legs by Set Snail, and it is one of those extremely simplistic games where basically it is a a fuzzy cube, or a square, actually. It's not three-dimensional. And it has two uh, very long uh, single-jointed legs. And it's a physics game where you're trying to get that daddy long legs to walk the longest distance. And you have to... Uh, determine where he steps, how far his steps are, and how fast his steps go. And it's just one of those crazy obsessive games that has, that's all it does. Yeah, you get caught up in it. Yeah, trying Mm -hmm. to, trying to figure out the physics. And that's, that's kind of fun. And that's a great, you know, short in the line kind of game. And I never played these other games. Uh, The ones I picked up are called uh, Can You Escape? And it's a series of games I found for free by uh, Moby Grow that basically gives you a room and it's just full of puzzles. Oh. And you have to solve all the puzzles. They're interlocked. They're connected. You have to go over here to solve this puzzle to get the key for the next puzzle Mm -hmm. and to finally get the key to get out of the room. And then you go into another room. And so you've got like six or seven rooms you've got to escape from in the whole game. Nice. And that is, to me, one of those really great backseat games. Yeah. Because you can play with each other, you can hand it back and forth. Right. If somebody's better at one puzzle solving, yeah. you hand them the you know the controller for that, and then you take it back when you're better at it. Yeah, yeah. And th- there are several of them out there. The mm-hmm. the ones by Moby Grow, I've got I think three of them downloaded, and I sat down to play the first one and didn't quit until I finished. <laughs> so that's a that's a pretty good game. It's also one. It's not timed. You can mm-hmm. put it down. You know, you can pick it up while somebody's watching the football game or something like that, you know, so that's pretty cool. Very cool. Now, I personally don't really have, well, I've got one podcast I was going to recommend, but it goes along with my um, really kind of dreary (laughs) recommendations. (laughs) Because I believe that, you know, that there should be a third topic that you don't talk about with family and friends. There's, There's religion, there's politics, but I think now there's also death. Oh. Or funerals. Interesting. Apparently, these can be very heated conversations, especially for family is in the funeral business, and you (laughs) want to be cremated. (laughs) Oh, boy. So. uh, Well, just buck the system, why don't you, Rhonda? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Boy, you hate those in-laws. Yeah. I recently finished reading a book by Caitlin Dowdy, and she also has a blog and um, a podcast, I believe, called The Order of the Good Death. And basically, it's ask a mortician. Nice. All and these questions. and stuff. Yeah, I probably really don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. But she is, she is such a free spirit and happy-go-lucky person. And she's like, you know, we need to demystify this. And um, this is a longstanding human tradition that has a lot of meaning. And Americans have done a great job of of painting it whitewashing it and making it ugly yeah yeah and and that's true and i i agree with that a lot of the cultural norms for us around death and dying and true and that is just not healthy 
Yeah. Uh, and that's the way she sees it. She yeah. says it's a very healthy, normal thing. And, yeah. and, uh, we have made it, uh, practically a, yeah. neurotic. Yeah. 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 And it shouldn't but be any, anyway. So that's, yeah. that's all I've got. Cause I don't listen to that many podcasts. So yeah. Isabella, do you have any podcasts? You Isabella listen? listens to all kinds of podcasts. I could probably recommend <laughs> oh, good, at least good, a dozen. Good. Um, but my top one that I'm going to recommend is a podcast called Welcome to Night Vale. Yeah. And it's, it's like a long time running uh, story, basically. It's it's done kind of like a radio play, but usually there's just one person, maybe two, on each podcast. And it the basis of the podcast kind of takes place in like a small town where all these weird kind of things are happening. And I don't know. I would just say listen to it. Try an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah of it it's too. gotten pretty yeah. popular in the last year or so. Um, I think it's only been going for about two years. And yeah, I picked it up about a year ago. And it's always cool. one of the ones I love to listen to. Very nice. So yeah, and there's a huge backlog. So <laughs> yeah, lots to catch up on if it's yeah. been going for a couple of years. Well, I have a recommendation for a podcast. Um, this is kind of a, a, a self plug, I guess, as well. <laughs> Since I was recently on networking, this Regina, networking. Networking. Okay, sorry, networking. <laughs> a little networking plug here. Um, I was recently on a podcast called Hashtag Cocktails. Uh, C-O-C-T-A-L-E-S, so stories, um, with Don Diego, um, and it is uh, Podbean. Uh, he, he hosts on Podbean, um, so we'll have a link up to him and to his show. And I was pleasantly surprised. I, I will say yes, and, and this goes for anybody. I will be on your podcast. You want me to come <laughs> on your show? I will come on your show. Um, I love to be on other people's podcasts. I love to find out more about podcasts that way. Um, and I went completely blind into cocktails. I didn't, I checked out the site and I saw who he had had on. Um, and I had seen some names that were familiar, some people that we, we had had on the show previously. So I was like, Hey, sure. I'll be on your show. And I was, pleasantly surprised at uh, the conversation, the ease of conversation we had, and the intellectual curiosity that he has with his questions and kind of how he forms his show. Um, and I think it's really kind of, you know, a good, outstanding podcast. So definitely check that out. And he's new. He just started up. So yeah, and considering the plethora of podcasts that are out there, yeah. and the number ones that are talking about games and, mm-hmm. and different things, I, I found his um, very, very unique and charming. Yes, I, I agree. It, it had a, a nice sort of balance to it. Um, and he was conscientious like we are about people's time. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Making sure you stay on, on track and you, and you keep it sort of a, a contained show rather than, uh, you know, let's wander and, and meander and talk for hours on end. So I appreciate well, that. Uh- on the tales of the podcast, um, another thing, especially if you're do- driving cross country like we are, um, audiobooks are very helpful for for keeping you engaged and getting you to pass the hours away. Um, have you got any audiobooks in mind, Regina, that you could recommend? Yeah, I have one. Um, it looks like it might be a little hard to find because it's not um, it's not readily available. You'd have to buy it. It's not available digitally. But um, last year on our holiday playlist, I recommended um, all of the Harry Potter books on tape <laughs> or books, oh, yeah. audiobooks, <laughs> books on tape. I'm dating myself. Um, 
audiobooks um, because they're read by Jim Dale, who does a great job with uh, vocal characterizations and making vocal characters come alive. And he has also done A Christmas Carol. Ooh. So you can listen to him read A Christmas Carol. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. You have to get it on CD. You have to buy it. Um, it's not available on Amazon directly. You have to go through like one of the marketplace um, stores to get it because um, apparently it's not uh, being reissued or, or they are making new copies of it. Um, but I have it. I have listened to it. It is outstanding. You should check it out. There is also a Patrick Stewart recording of A Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. I can't pick that. that. <laughs> and it is, I think, I think you can get that one on a on, on digital download on Amazon. Um, and I saw Patrick Stewart perform A Christmas Carol, a one-man Christmas Carol, where he played oh, wow. all the characters. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> And um, I got to, I, got, I didn't really get to meet him, but I got to actually like be in his presence at, um, it was while I was at UC Santa Cruz and he was doing that performance as a fundraiser for Shakespeare Santa Cruz. And at the time I was working in the art department and all the ushers were volunteers. So we got to see the show and be ushers. And so they had a, you know, little gathering afterward and we were all given explicit instructions not to approach Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Um, and I'm not even joking <laughs> when I say that we were allowed to go and, you know, be there, but we couldn't like go up and talk to him. So as I was standing there, uh, one of the, the stage manager came up to me and she was like, will you, you know, stand by, you know, his dressing room, just make sure nobody like sneaks into it. <laughs> and I was like, you're telling, you're asking a fangirl <laughs> to stand outside. Okay, sure. Yes, I will stand outside his room and make sure nobody goes in it. And uh, and he came by and he was leaving and he looked me right in the eye and he said, thank you. That's my Patrick Stewart moment. And I, I couldn't even speak because it was Captain Picard <laughs> talking yeah, to no me. Kidding. And it was really weird because I, I kind of peeked my head in as he was in the dressing room, not to, you know, see anything weird. But <laughs> I did see him put on a baseball cap. Oh, I can't imagine that. And it was so wrong. <laughs> I cannot tell you the level of wrong there was in Patrick Stewart putting on a baseball cap. <laughs> so that's my Patrick Stewart. I just had to throw that oh, in there because it's a fun story. <laughs> What about you, Isabella? Do you have any audiobook ideas? Uh, yeah, I haven't completely listened to this series, but the Partial series by Dan Wells, it's also another YA series. <laughs> That's what I primarily read. Yeah, so I do too. Yeah. So it's um, really popular. Yeah, it so is really popular. it's kind of a post-apocalyptic, but it's a lot different than a lot of the other ones I've read. Um, I kind of burnt out on those a while ago, but this is like a really good one. Um and it also has kind of like androids in it, so that's interesting. <laughs> and um, my problem with audiobooks is that I usually can't stand the readers. Um, yes. I read. I once listened to one where it was a ma- as a it was a male reader, and he all his female voices sounded like really bad Marilyn mm. Monroe impersonations, oh. and I, I was so angry. <laughs> I was like, no. Uh. And they all sounded identical. There wasn't even any variation between the female voices. And it just made me so angry. And I had to stop. But this one is read by a female reader. And she's amazing. There's lots of variation between her voices. Um, So, yeah. So she's actually doing the acting. Yeah, she's she's doing it. And, yeah, I'd highly recommend that. And I have a tip. 
if like that one that you said you can't really buy in digital mm-hmm. download, go to your library and check. Oh. Libraries usually have huge sections of nice. audiobooks, especially yeah. on CDs because they're older. Yeah. And even cassettes. <laughs> if you have yeah. a device that can play cassette tapes. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. My mom is hardcore into audiobooks. Nice. So and they also have little play away things, which is just like a little like cassette size thing that has the whole book on it. Mm-hmm. So you can just put it around your neck or whatever and right. just wear it around or yeah, nice. you know plug it into your car that's so, awesome yeah. that's awesome yeah always that's check your library your library probably has it yeah it probably does. or you can probably get your library to have it that's also my yeah. other tip yeah yeah you can probably <laughs> t- ask them about it and they might be able to get it for you yeah yeah from another library yeah. too cool. what about you Rhonda? any audiobooks you're listening um, to recommending well there are two uh, one i have actually listened to and it is born standing up by steve martin <laughs> does and he read it he reads it, nice. which is um, part of the reason to yeah. get it. Whenever I saw, I love autobiographies anyway, and I saw it was coming out, and then I saw like he was reading the audio version. I was like, okay, hands down, that's what I'm getting. I'm, oh. I'm listening to this book. I have to interject just really quickly. Have either of you seen that Neil Patrick Harris has a new autobiography? No, I have not. And it's written as a choose-your-own-adventure book. Oh, oh yes. yes, yes. I saw him talking about that. Yeah, yeah. He's been in, he's been doing the interview circuits talking about it. It's called Choose Your Own Autobiography. Mm-hmm. I yep. love him. I just love him. That's all. Thank you. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one that I have not listened to or read is Gillian Anderson's first non uh, first fiction book called A Vision of Fire. And, um, I was going to put it on my recommended reading list, um, to check out. And then when I, I went out and looked that she reads the audiobook. Oh, nice. And I'm like, shoot. I mean, if anything, that would be entertaining. She's an actress. Yeah. She's very good vocally. So maybe give the book a try, um, as an audiobook instead. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Well, it is a great time to do binge TV. <laughs> Perfect time to catch that. up. Yep. The fall shows have all kicked off, and some of them are going to be wrapping up close to the holidays, so it's a great time to binge watch. Um, Isabella, what are you going to binge watch, or what do you recommend binge watching? Um, I'm smack dab in the middle of binge watching Miss um, Fisher's Murder Mysteries. It's actually a series from Australia, and it's set in the 20s. Um, uh, There's a lady detective called Miss Fisher who kind of gets in the police's way and kind of solves mysteries, and it's really fun. I was reluctant at first because murder mysteries are so not my thing. Um, but yeah, my mom got me into it. (laughs) I've been watched like half the series already, and it's really fun. And it's lighthearted. It's not... Yeah, not it's heavy. not you know it's not yeah <laughs> it's not gory or anything it's kind of nice. silly. Nice, it doesn't have that bones cool. to it where they no no there's no <laughs> disembodied parts and things going on. No, cool. Thanks. What about you, Regina? Uh, I am currently binge watching Gil- the Gilmore Girls on Netflix. Oh wow! Yeah. the whole the whole show is available yeah, yeah. on Netflix, <gasps> and I've never watched it before. Oh my god, you too! <laughs> my friend said the same thing. I'm like, how have you never watched I've Gilmore never Girls? Never seen Gilmore that Girls. That show is so important to teenage me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also watching it right now. And I took a break, but yeah, yeah, I, I go back and forth with it, but I've but I've been enjoying it. It's fun. Um, I love you know stories with strong female characters, and they're they're doing a reasonably good job with with Rory and Lorelai. Um, although Lorelai, I have 
Timothy Smith on occasion in terms of her feminism <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> but it's fun and it's, you know, I love finding a show where you can watch the whole thing, you know, at once. Yeah. So that's 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 kind of my criteria for binge watching. You have to be able to watch all of them. So, yeah. What about you, Rhonda? Well, they just came out with um, the second season of the Bletchley, Bletchley Circle. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, this would be a great time to catch up on season one. And if you get a chance, then you can go ahead and watch the new season, season two. It's also uh, a pretty family friendly, I would say PG 13. Yeah. Um, episode. Same with girls. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. uh, period piece, um, It, but it does deal with uh, murder mystery, so you wouldn't want the little kitties watching it. Yeah. Um, but um, in general, a good, a good family, well-written character show. Cool. Well, movies, if, if you're taking a long trip, you can download or watch movies on your uh, mobile devices, especially um, on your iPads and stuff like that. Um, is there a good movie for the season? that you would recommend either whether it's released now or an older movie, Regina? Uh, well, I have a tradition of always watching the same movie the day after Thanksgiving. Um, I watch, uh, Oh God, I'm forgetting the name. Love actually mm-hmm. every year, the Friday after Thanksgiving, I watch that movie. So how did that start? Um, I think I decided to do it like many years ago when I got, I finally, I, you know, I bought the DVD after I had, I don't think I had even seen it in the movie theater. It was just one of those, like I caught it one year on cable or something. And I was like, Oh, I love this. And that's the day that movie starts. It's right after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, okay, well, I will do that. And I will watch this the day after Thanksgiving or that weekend. Sometimes it's not always the exact day after Thanksgiving, but that weekend I will throw it in. And that and um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation are mm-hmm. um, tend to be my de- my Christmas decorating movies that I have on (laughs) to kind of get in the Christmas spirit, um, which says an awful lot about me. If you want to like analyze that love actually and national (laughs) lampoon. So just, yeah, have a good time with that one. (laughs) She said it. I didn't. (laughs) I threw myself on the fire for that one. (laughs) What about you, Isabel? Well, this is not really holiday related at all, but every year I make a point of Rewatching the Lord of the Rings all oh, the way yeah. through, yeah, I and I think cool. this yeah. year I'm gonna rewatch the. I'll, I'll actually I'll be watching for the first time the extended versions because I really want to make myself sit down for twelve hours. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but yeah, I'm finally gonna do that, and they're good if you've seen them a lot of times. They're good to just have on in the background sometimes yeah, if yeah. you oh, need something yeah. to keep you company. Yeah, sit down and watch. We watch those last Christmas too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good one. What about you, Rhonda? Well, I think one that I'm going to add to the circulation for the holiday season is The Chef. Um, we, it's a, I think it's an independent film. Um, it's a wonderful written uh, story and character story about a, a, how a father and son find a way of bonding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a um, split family. The the father and mother are divorced, and the father is has. He, he works as a chef in a fancy restaurant, but his creativity is is constantly smothered. And he finally quits, and he's trying to figure out what he's going to do. And along the way, he decides to buy a food truck and make Cuban sandwiches 
and take his son along traveling across the country um, trying to sell these Cuban sandwiches and uh, make a living. And in the process, he and his son uh, bond over this. And it's just, it's a wonderful story around food, which is um, a beautiful way that, you know, yeah, that brings people bonding. together. That's mm-hmm. the reason why we're all, you know, collect in the kitchen usually on the holidays. Yeah. Got to be close to the, you know, whatever roast is coming out of the oven. <laughs> I think that there are a couple of cuss words in it, but besides that, it's a, it's a pretty good family movie. Well, those are all of the topics that I had, except I have a unique category. I was going to recommend a couple of uh, comic book series, um, Regina, do you have any extra recommendations that you wanted to throw out for the holidays? I do. I have a guilty pleasure TV recommendation. Uh oh. Um, the Linda Carter Wonder Woman series. Oh, nice. Yeah, watch. You know, you can watch. You can't. I don't know if you can stream them. I didn't see if you could stream them. You can buy them as a as a box set. There's only three seasons, which is you know interesting to think about the cultural impact it had with only three seasons. Yep. Um, so there are only three seasons and you can buy them as one box set on Amazon. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if you can stream them or not. I already own them, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And they are great. They are very much, uh, of the era that they were, they were created in, uh, very much a seventies type of show. Um, so you have to kind of put that, that lens on when you sit down to watch them because sometimes they're a little over the top with the acting and the approach and the mustaches. (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's definitely worth watching so what about you isabella do, do you have a, a a different category or an extra recommendation i'd have well you can't exactly download this but there's a web series that i discovered the other day called carmilla done by verve girl magazine on youtube Ooh, and it's cool. based on the it's based on a novella written 26 years before dracula about oh. um a vampire so it oh. predates Dracula, oh. and it's based on the novella by Joseph Sheridan Le Fano. Hmm. And it's been described kind of, it's kind of done in the style of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to ask that. Yeah, what that I'm seems on, to be the popular I'm thing. on episode um, 70-something of Oh, you're now. getting close. Yeah, I'm getting close to the end now. Yeah. Um, it's been described as the mix of like Scooby Doo and Buffy. There's like <laughs> mysterious disappearances in the college that they're at, and it's all nice. filmed in the dorm room, and strange things are happening. Yeah. And the girl Laura's roommate disappears mysteriously, and there's a whole bunch of strange things going on. But it's nice. very addictive. I think I watched all two hours of it already in one evening that's awesome (laughs) so it's a good recommendation it is and almost all devices now have a youtube app yeah exactly definitely Exactly. i I watched it on my phone as i was making dinner (laughs) (laughs) that sounds wonderful yeah um so my two comic books i think um i just discovered offhandedly by myself without reading an article online about it um a supreme blue rose and it's by Image Comics. Its writer is Warren Ellis, and the um, incredibly talented artist is uh, Tula Lote. Um, beautiful, beautiful comic book, and very what I would call very high sci-fi. There's a lot of time travel and sort of dream sequences and uh, uh, visions and talking to people on uh, other uh, planes and stuff like that. 
Um, it's beautiful to look at and it's a um, great little sci-fi thing. Um, the other one is Outcast, also by Image Comics, and it is a Robert Kirkman creation. The artist is Paul. I should have practiced this. <laughs> That's an interesting last name. <laughs> as a Azaceta, Azaceta, A-Z-A-C-E-T-A. Um, believe me, I respect you people. I just can't read. <laughs> Um, Outcast is a supernatural story about a guy who has these um, very special abilities to perform exorcisms. He, and for some reason, he is unique because a lot of the people around him tend to get possessed. And it's because apparently some dark evil forces are trying to get to him. And the comic has already been optioned for a TV show. Nice. So get in early yeah. and begin reading out cast because only four issues are out so far. Cool. And so it's still a good time to get to it. Nice. Well, this was fun, guys. I've got fun. so many yeah. new things yeah, me too. that I'm going to download. Me too. And this is going to be a fun time. Now my my uh, 20-hour drive is not going to be so <laughs> Oh, man. That's a long one. I think it's 14, actually. But well, still. Uh, it, it doesn't get any better until you get under eight, you know? Yeah, pretty much. So, well, we hope you guys um, really enjoyed our recommendations. Let us know uh, what you think about them or if you've got some that uh, you're going to try this year. Be sure and let us know what they are and leave them in the comments so that um, all the other listeners and readers can get hold of them. You've been listening to Game On Girl. You can find all of our social media connections on our website at GameOnGirl.com. I'm the co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can find me on Twitter at RoRoom. That's R-H-O-R-H-O-O-M. And you can email me, Rhonda, at GameOnGirl.com. And just as a funny note, um, for the first time since I was on Twitter, I had a uh, tweet go out, and it was retweeted and favorited over a hundred times. Oh, my wow. goodness. Was yes. that your artwork? It was my entry into the Borderlands uh, Doppeljack contest. Oh, nice. I don't think I saw that one. I'll have to go look. Yes. I don't even was... think I've ever had that happen. No. Yeah, I was <laughs> um, absolutely flabbergasted. But I have to credit my friends, um, Scott and Kat, because it was uh, – a cake they had built for me, they had made for me oh, that had a diamond, diamond pony, pony on it. I've seen that picture. Yes. Nice. I remember when Kat posted it on Facebook. I'm like, I know who that's for. Yeah. <laughs> that was for me. It yes, was just it was. totally awesome. That's so, so cool. So cool. Anyway, and nice. that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was my week. Twitter. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> And I'm Isabella, the fearless intern. Not named by Is by Regina. No, I didn't come up with that name. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> One of many names I have <laughs> yes. for our fearless intern. <laughs> um, and you can find me on Twitter at Izzarizzo, at I-Z-Z-O, R-I-Z-Z-O. Anywhere else? Uh, I'm on Tumblr if you want to look on there too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, and you can find me on Twitter with, at DocLiz with two Zs. Um, you can find me pretty much on every other social outlet that way. Um, I'm pretty big into playing some social media games right now, like Words with Friends. You can find me at DocLiz as well. So if you want to see how our Words with Frenemies goes. Uh, if go you want to have your butt kicked by her. <laughs> <laughs> She decimates me every time. That's why we haven't played so long. 
Yeah, that doesn't always happen. I get my butt kicked a lot at that game too. So I've got some friends who give me a give me a run for my money. That makes so. me feel a little bit better. It is. Yeah, I should show you my streak right now because I think I've lost more games than I've won recently. So. Yeah. Uh, Thanks to Izzy for joining us for our now uh, two-year tradition of our holiday playlist. Uh, We'd love to hear your recommendations, what you're watching, uh, reading, playing, uh, and where you're going for the holidays. We'd love to hear your stories. If you want to share with us where you're headed, we'd love to hear from you guys. Please leave us comments on the site. Uh, What do we got coming up, Rhonda? Well, not a lot for the holidays. Um, I think I've mentioned a couple of times about the uh, North Carolina Comic Con in Durham. I am not going to make it. I thought I was going to be able to make it out there, and I really want to. But like I said, I've got a a 14-hour drive to Texas coming up. And so I'm going (laughs) to not go to Durham (laughs) and maybe do that next year. Um, But there are a couple of movies coming out. I know there will be a lot of people uh, ready to see um, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. Yeah, the last book. Um, yeah. Part one of the last book. Part one of the last book. Yeah, everybody's yeah. doing that. Please but stop. But I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna go see that. Yeah, I probably it will. It comes too. out the day before my birthday, and I'm probably gonna yes. go and cry lots and lots of tears <laughs> because I yeah. know how the book ends. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Um, there's also a documentary <laughs> called Happy Valley, which is about the uh, Penn State sex abuse scandal. Um, I mentioned that only because uh, I love documentaries and um, this is a a very interesting type of tale of um, what happens when men in power don't say anything. Mm. And it's just a a really good example, I think, at this time, especially, you know, men that are very highly admired and respected by the community Mm. and how much power and influence they can have. Um, And then there is Extraterrestrial, which is interesting because it's kind of a twist on the Cabin in the Woods story where it is aliens Mm. that are tormenting the teenagers in the Cabin in the Woods. So. That sounds really bad and yeah. and different. So, uh, but anything <laughs> that has to do with sci-fi, I'm going to mention it. Um, the only pilot I know that's getting ready to start on television is State of Affairs on NBC, and I only mention it because I know that is in Mark or Ryan one that likes political dramas, and that sounds like a political drama, which I will not watch. So, <laughs> but. Since there is at least one person out there who does enjoy them, then I'll, I, I'll mention this coming up. Thank you for listening. Game on Girl is available on iTunes and Stitcher streaming. We're also part of the Radio Fubar and All Games Networks, where you can stream our shows. These links, along with references we made in the show, and links to all the fantastic recommendations we have for you for your holiday playlist, are found on our website, GameOnGirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, holiday on! <laughs> <laughs>